but it can buy me a boat. There's a place where the boat is from. Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. I am sorry, a little late, a couple of days late, got a few friends in town. We got Nick, we got Claudia, they're big wrestling fans, you know what I mean? They're here to see WrestleMania, they're on a cruise right now, they also play, uh, they, they're, they're both entertainers, one's a stand-up comedian, one is a actress, singer, triple, quadruple threat, whatever, Claudia is, uh, you know, she does it all, but they have, uh, and they're a couple, they're dating each other, and they have a uh, uh, characters that they play, uh, Penelope and Hank, I think. I think it's Hank and Penelope, and they play this, uh, let's just say, down south or or out west couple uh, that are a little sheltered, and you know they may or may not live, you know, in the remote area of the country, and they kind of just play a little bit of a character. They have a lot of trouble with technology, so I'm going to try to interview them in character and get a review of the Majesty of the Seas four day Bahamas cruise to Coco Cay and Nassau. Nick and Claudia, as I believe it's Hank and Penelope. What else? Um, just got in, had a long day of work, then went out to eat, guys. I got an issue here, and I got to just stop. It's my own fault. There's nobody to blame. It's just going to simply take intestinal fortitude on my part. I got to stop. I am totally off the rails <clears throat> with the with the slobbery. I'm a full-on slob right now. I have been eating out of control. I'm afraid. I can't tell you what I weigh because I'm afraid to get on the scale. And I don't think it's too out of control. But, yeah, since the cruise, you know, you kind of – I got to – what you got to do, you hear that word lifestyle change so much. You know, when you when you, when you want to eat and you're coming off of work, you're getting off of work and, you know, you want to know when you're a real slob, when, when it's like pretty much rock bottom, you know, fast food, you know. Is it Sonic? No. Is it McDonald's? No. Is it even Popeyes or Kentucky Fried Chicken or KFC as the kids call it nowadays? Is it any of those things? No. You know when you know you reached maximum slobability? It's when you decide under your own uh, lucid, sound mind and body that you know what? I think I'll stop at the mall for dinner. That's when you're out of control. When you're going to the actual shopping mall to the food court. And you're going to know that you don't know what you want to eat, but you know you're going to be able to decide on the worst possible Chinese food, the worst possible, uh, you know, Thai food or uh, a crappy burger, the you know the run-of-the-mill Philly cheesesteak place. Oh, a Panera bread. You do get a little seasick. Would you call it seasick? How about that? Is it homesick? You know, if you're away from home, you're homesick, right? If you're away from sea, can you say seasick too? Is that like a double meaning thing? No, just something to think about though. You know what I'm saying? So 
yeah, I went to the freaking mall to eat because I'm uh, at that level. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta go into the bathroom and I gotta look in the mirror and I gotta have a con uh, a conversation with myself in the third person. I gotta channel all the great motivational speakers of all time. I gotta get Vince Lombardi in the room. I gotta get Winston freaking Churchill in the room. I gotta get Tony Robbins. I gotta get everybody in the room and say, "Stop! Enough of this. Commit to the lifestyle change." And I'm not even trying to go crazy. My thing is, there's a saying that Coach John Wooden used to used to use, and I think it applies directly to me. And it is, don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do. You know what? That 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 fits me to a T because so many times I'm either all in or all out with something. Like for the the workout in the gym thing, for example. If I go to the gym. Chances are I'm going to feel good about going to the gym. I'm not going to want to mess it up. But if I wake up and fry myself some eggs and have some muffins and have some OJ, maybe a chocolate milk or whatever, you know, it's weird. I don't eat any or do any of those things. I'm just throwing out random things of food or whatever. But if I mess up with the food, I'm less likely to go to the gym. If I don't go to the gym and if I miss the gym, I'm more likely to mess up with the food. You know what I'm saying? So like what I got to do is tell myself, you know you're going to mess up with the food. You know you're not going to eat perfectly. Just do the best you can, but go to the freaking gym every day. Put in the put in the hour in the gym, and you know what? It's at least, is it perfect? Might you fall off the wagon with the food a little bit? Might you have a stressful day at work, and you're going to suck down that freaking, you know, Wendy's cheeseburger? Maybe once in a while you're going to do that because we're all human. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I got I to gotta just commit to the gym and that will just create a chain of a, a chain of events that will probably lead to – you know what the problem is too? I've been living in New York City for the last – I grew up in New York but living directly in the city for the last nine years or so or whatever, in and out. There's a whole – I could write a book on all the places I've gone around, up in, you know, upside down, whatever. But you know, you have to walk everywhere. That's one thing. Now I got a truck. I got a Dodge Ram 1500, and what that does is open you up to so many different new worlds. It opens open it opens up your world to being able to go to Home Depot when you can instead of being. I mean, in New York, it is true. They say New York is a bit of a prison, and it is in, in a lot of ways. But now I got you know the truck, and if I want to go to IKEA, I can go to IKEA. If I want to get a large TV, I want to get anything. I want to go anywhere. I want to drive to Tampa. I want to drive to Miami. I can go. I can get my truck and go. I don't have to look at some schedule. You know what I mean? I don't have to sit next to anybody on some mass transit vehicle. You know what I'm saying? The other thing it opens you up to is the drive-through. You can you can eat like a slob without leaving the comfort of your own vehicle. That's a problem. All right, so I'm getting out of control here. Let's keep it moving. Uh, while last night I wanted to mention I had Bar Rescue on. And uh, you guys watch this show, Ball Rescue, with John Taffer. It is hysterical because it kind of speaks to exactly what I do for a living. And uh, I, I was just—I just thought it would be interesting to watch because, uh, or, or talk about a little bit because they actually contacted uh, us as a—they as a, contacted our bar. And at first, I'm like, all right, well, so what? They just contact everybody, and you know, they're going to, uh, <clears throat> you know, whatever. They—they <laughs> they called us a few times, and everybody's like, yeah, you're gonna do. Are you out of your mind? I say to my staff, like anybody who anybody who got the call or any of the message, oh, could we do it? Could we? 
what do you know about me? If there's one thing you know about me, do you know that that guy's routine is not going to work with me? I'd go to jail if that guy yelled at me the way he yells at some people. It just wouldn't work out. You know what I mean? I'd have to kind of step aside and somebody else would have to play the acting manager because if that guy – and they have to yell. There's not a show where, you know, have you ever watched that show? <clears throat> it's sort of, oh, you know, all right, not so bad. All right, let's fix this. That's not so bad, but let's, no, it's always an in-your-face disaster, which is a joke, too, because so many people say, oh, well, you know, I saw on Bar Rescue, they, he did this, or they did this, and why can't you do this, because I saw this on Bar Rescue. That guy, that's TV, that is fantasy. I watched the show last night, and I saw what he did, and it was about a guy who was a complete drunk, sitting in his bar, uh, you know, with his staff, and just being drunk, and demanding the bartender buy shots for anybody and everybody. He didn't even like he was almost falling down in his chair. It wasn't even busy. It was like the middle of the day. Well, I'm sorry, like a little happy hourish, and uh, he starts like just being abusive to the staff, and the staff is trying to cut him off. He's trying to get crazy and trying to you know almost fight people. So he goes back in his chair. John Taffer is in his van, his own van, his SUV or whatever it is, with the guy's wife, the owner's wife. So the <laughs> John Taffer, you know, that whole moment where I've seen enough, let's go. He walks in, goes up to the guy who is clearly drunk and out of control. And he takes the beer that the guy is drinking and dumps it onto his lap. (laughs) I mean, really, in any condition whatsoever, that's just, I mean, and the guy just kind of takes it. Oh, sorry, John Taffer. You know what I mean? Like, first of all. I mean, if you're an expert, and there's some shows out there that really try to show their expertise on things and really try to kind of, you know, give you that air that they know what they're doing, and just some of the things that you see this guy do. Some there was once. <laughs> I'll finish this one first. So they, I mean, the guy is, the guy is 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 out of control, drunk. He's trying to fight people, and you're gonna go in there and inflame that situation by pouring a. Now, thankfully. Probably because it's scripted. The guy didn't do anything. The guy didn't react at all. But the guy is not of sound mind and body. He's completely hammered. And he's recklessly out of control. And you being completely lucid and sober are going to walk over and dump a beer onto his lap and be and, and come in and like you're the voice of reason and start screaming like an absolute lunatic in front of his entire staff. That's just insane. I saw another time where he walked into a bar and they were shooting a porno on one of the couches. And one of the one of the partners wasn't there and the other partner was a woman. And he deemed it appropriate to I guess film some of the porno and in a dramatic moment he's going to show the partner, the woman, a middle-aged woman who was a partner in the bar, the video of the porno. No, you couldn't. You know how Especially in this day and age, how inappropriate that is. You can, I mean, that's almost like, isn't that almost sexual assault by John Taffer? Like, you can't, you can't, like, showing a woman who has no idea what she's about to see any type of pornography. Yeah, granted, it's in her bar and he's showing it to prove the point that this is, and prove this is what's going on. No, there's a different way. You can tell her, you can tell her, hey, listen, they shot a porno. Or even be like, would you like to see? You don't believe me? Ask her if she believes. Let her say, you know what, I believe you. Or let her say, get out of here. 
get at? Well, I got proof. Here it is. No, he just whips out the phone and sticks a porn <laughs> pornography video in front of this woman's face. So this guy's out of control. When you watch Bar Rescue, understand it's entertainment 100%. And, uh, you know, those big crowds that they get, they just they kind of like paid extra types and this and that. But, yeah, they did try to get us, and I, I just – you can't do that. I just can never, ever, ever do that whatsoever. All right, let's get into some things that you actually care about and listen to the podcast for. Sorry about that. And like I said on the last podcast, feel free if uh, some of that – early stuff in the podcast is boring, not interesting in any way to you, use that fast forward, forward button, that 30-second or 15-second ahead button. Feel free. I know. I go on and on. Guys, we got to do, you know, we got to fill a couple of hour and a half every week. And uh, <laughs> there's only there's only, <laughs> there's only only so many times we could tell you to bring a freaking extra outlet. You know what I mean? So let's talk about some crew stuff right now. All right. Let's get into Tortola, one of my favorite ports. And it's moving on up, and it's uh, the the Pier Park is fairly new, but it's apparently a huge hit. I don't know if you guys have been to Tortola. You know, it's apparently not it's not just for going to Virgin Gorda and the Baths anymore. They're about to hit the half million mark by next year at that port. So the Tortola Pier Park was built about a year and a half. Opened about a year and a half half ago. A lot of cruise lines are porting there, and um. They, by the way, the bass though. If you're gonna go, you you really should. I'm, this is supposed to be about Tortola Pier Park, but the baths have to be on your cruise bucket list. You gotta go. It's freaking awesome. It's a little expensive. It does take a while to get there. You do have to tender there, and then you do have to get in another vehicle, like a land a land based vehicle, like a safari type jeep or whatever. Uh, and it's a little bit of uh, I'm not gonna say. If you're in any sort of decent shape, it's absolutely fine. Like, you know, it's not, but you do have, there is some strenuous activity as far as hiking. You know, you got to pop over rocks. You got to be able to crawl a little bit. You should wear decent shoes. Uh, Be ready for, like I said, a little bit of a hike. But it is amazing. Once you get there, it's incredible. The cool part is that, like you said, you tend, you have to tender, but you're tendering right there. So when you, are in the middle of the, uh, you know, wherever the, the sea, wherever the ship ends up anchoring down, you have to uh, typically tender into the port. Just if you're going to go to, let's just say, the to Tola Pier Park, you'd have to tender there. But if you're going to go to the Virgin Gorder, you just tender right off the ship. That boat is taking you directly to the bath. So that's cool. Anyway, so they're attributing the success of the Tortola Pier Park into an entire group effort from starting at the top all the way down to creating a culture, a culture that focuses on friendly attitudes, good old-fashioned customer service. They're bringing it back. They're just like looking at the whole from every from every shop, from every bar, from every area. They're looking at it as like a team effort, and I said that before as far as the islands go. You know, it's crazy because, you know, you look across – at other bars in my area, other restaurants in my area, and you look at them as competition. And when they piss off a customer, uh, you're kind of happy. You're like, good for us. You know what? That's one more customer that may come this way. There's an island mentality that, like, it it exists, I know, in St. Thomas, that when somebody, let's just say a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville, pisses a guest off, the people at Senior Frogs will be pissed off as well that that guest had that experience because they're not looking at it as like they're not coming to Senior Frogs anymore. They're looking at it as like or they're not going to Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville anymore. They're not going to come to St. Thomas anymore. So there's a little bit of an air of them holding each other accountable even on the island inter-establishment wise as well. 
So uh, there's, a, there's a quote from uh, Donna Lysel Regis. She is the CEO of that area of the Totola Point Park, uh, Totola Pier Park. She says any port can have a wonderful facility and be able to accommodate the largest cruise vessels. That is easily done through investment. When you develop the customer service and the culture, that's what makes the difference. She's 100% right. As simple as that sounds, if she makes it a commitment, you know, you go into some stores, you know, you go walk into Dwayne, Dwayne Reed or not Dwayne Reed, I'm sorry, Walgreens. <laughs> Dwayne Reed is the New York City version of Walgreens and Walgreens bought out Dwayne Reed. But, you know, you walk into Walgreens and you know that they're being forced to. Like the minute you walk in, hey, welcome to Walgreens. You hear that when you walk in, especially at least the Walgreens I worked in. But you could tell that from the company wide, there's been an effort to make that happen. You know that. And it does. You're like, you know what? Okay. I'm here ready to spend some money. And there's somebody here that knows that and seemingly appreciates it. Whether they're being forced to do it at $7 an hour or not, I don't know. But they're still doing it. And at least for the most part, gives you a little bit of a feeling of like, okay, appreciation is what I'll say. They... Actually spent $83 million on the facility. It has over a dozen food and drink options, and they have over 60 shops at Totola Pier Park. They often feature live music, so they'll put, you know, different bands, probably reggae bands, you know, rock bands, you know, chop rock bands up there and stuff. And recently they actually added a doctor's office. I think, in my opinion, the coolest thing that they put in this area is a crew-only lounge. I think that's, like, phenomenal. Like, you, you have a crew – almost like you know how every ship has a crew bar. Some, like the Oasis, have a couple. They have a crew bar and a crew club, karaoke night, this and that. But if you have, you know, all these ships in towns, you know, ships in port, they have a place that they can go. You know what I mean? And, yes, believe it or not, I know this is going to be tough to hear, they – may once in a while want a break from us tourists and this is an opportunity for them to have that it's give them a uh, they could basically chill do what they want it's a it's a big yacht destination and i learned that on that show below deck if you guys ever watched the show below deck there's basically no real mainstream show about cruising so i settle for below deck that's about the yachting industry it's really cool i didn't really have an idea that there was this real yachting culture out there which is its own industry as far as like a service industry and you have the captain you have the chef, you have the chief stew, you have the uh, you know the the porters and the and the room attendants and everything like that. You have the servers, everybody uh, on on the ship. I'm sorry, the yacht, and it kind of just gives you a little bit of feel because they are all over the Caribbean, they're all over the Mediterranean, and you know they have employees. Obviously, it's not a cruise ship; it's nothing like a cruise ship in the way of you know size or just the just the general complexity of the operation. But they have a crew, and those those crews are able to have access to the crew bar in port, so you can go on land and check out your crew port if you do work on one of those yachts and i haven't heard of that necessarily happening they have a thing in uh, a, p- a place in st martin called the crew bar and i think that's just pretty much by name only i actually know it's by name only since i had a drink there and i have not been a, a, on a crew or whatever but yeah so the yachts are taken care of with that cruise ship employees are taken care of with that and i think that's awesome uh all right getting back to the totola pier park they're also keeping it real real authentic they're going to stick with selling stuff that comes from or is made on the island they say that they're hardcore going to do that do you believe that i i i would probably say for how long the answer to that is probably the the part they left out is as long as it's working you know what i'm saying of course you'd rather sell your native goods you'd rather sell things that are you know produced on the island they say you know 
the quote was they say you're not going to see any made, made in China stuff here. But yeah, you know what? If it ends up being cheaper and you're going to be able to sustain your revenue for longer, but if you're going to sell stuff, we'll see, I guess. But I think it's awesome that for now at least they're doing stuff, you know, kind of for us, by us type mentality. Um, one of the larger measure for up and coming and established ports is how well they can do in the summer season. A lot of places kind of really go dark during that time of year, but Tortola just signed deals with Norwegian and Disney that's going to keep large ships coming all year round, including the summers, the summer months. All right, let's keep it moving across. Just a few miles across the Caribbean Sea are the United States Virgin Islands, the USVI, including St. Thomas, St. John, and St. Croix. They're making a few upgrades, some improvements. Uh, to be honest with you, in the last four years, I've seen a lot of stuff go up. It's really hard sometimes to keep track, but used to be just pretty much senior frogs, right? And then, then you have Haven uh, uh, Site, then you have Hooters. There's some other places there, but you know, like I said, we only get there once every year or two. You don't see it happen in real time, but the last time especially, I noticed that there were many more places, and I noticed many of them are taking that whole gastropub persona with the extra focus on craft beer craft and specialty cocktails lots of unique and trendy food items they're trying to kind of i guess hop on that bandwagon is even all the way down there i saw the tap and still that's one that kind of stands out that's not more than a couple years old if that and i think there was another one or two that were way smaller but really really quality focused i know there were at least two i gotta you know be honest with you i may have seen three or four after a couple of uh hours at senior frogs but i think there really actually was only a couple there was even one place that was really really small and again like i said i don't i I can some days i'm in the mood for it some days i'm not it was kind of pretentious they were i saw them and i got a beer and a shot it was like you know whatever and somebody was sitting there and he's like oh describe the sausage and she's like describing the perfectly handcrafted homemade housemade sausage that they brought out to this guy who was uh, some sort of a sausage connoisseur while he had his craft beer i don't know sometimes i'm in the mood for that stuff sometimes i'm not and typically when i'm in on a cruise um, i'm usually not but again so what i don't judge it i think it's good as long as people are into it anyway when we were there we noticed a lot of protesting i uh, later found out about the sin tax that they're trying to bring to the table uh, more tax money for tobacco booze and timeshares <laughs> kind of weird right tobacco booze and timeshares that's like alcohol tobacco and firearms <laughs> tobacco booze and timeshares weird weird a little bit random but the bill passed anyway. The government is going to use that money to market and maintain the cruise porch ports, which while they say – I mean they're still doing really, really well. They did notice that it was slightly slipping in comparison to years past. That can happen all the time. You know, It's very, very hard to identify when, but what you'll often see, again, relating it back to land-based bars, land-based restaurants, you'll see this area that is up and coming you'll be like holy cow did you see this place they're putting it up if you have a place there they're going to print money well event no matter what eventually and there's nothing you're going to do about it and there's no way to tell when it's going to happen there's going to be that bar that's the straw the straw that broke the camel's back and it's too many there's too many places so places can go from you know having just a gold mine of a lay of a land and then out of nowhere everybody gets wind of it and before these places are even built they've already bursted the bubble and there's too many places and that's what it is so i think 
that can happen a lot, and I think that might might have been what's happening in St. Thomas. But like I said, you got to keep those big big ships coming in, and I think they're going to uh, continue to do that. And they're also hoping a lot of that stuff is going to trickle down to St. Croix and St. John. All right, guys, have you ever heard of Bernard and Janice Caffery? Of course you absolutely have not. Why would you have? Well, they boarded the Carnival Liberty last week, and they became the first guests ever to sail on 200 cruises with Carnival Cruise Line. Uh, that's what the statement was made by Carnival, so Carnival knows about them. Uh, I hope so. They're aware of them, and it seems like they're very appreciative of them. The Caffery's achieved this feat in just 15 years, so that's out of control. You're talking about a pretty much 15 cruise a year average. Lucky them. And uh, it's interesting. You don't necessarily – and again, again, I'm not knocking Carnival. I don't – you know, I've had my issues with Carnival. You know, I would sail on Carnival tomorrow. I love Carnival. Uh, there's certain things that have bothered me about them. But I don't agree with the whole stigma of, you know, Carnival You know, is the, is the, is the low grade or the, you know, the lowest tier down as far as the big three or any cruise line whatsoever. So over, uh, overall, the Caffrey's have spent 878 days on Carnival cruise ships, and that's pretty much equates to more than two and a half years. Can you imagine that? So how many years do you get in your life, and you spent two and a half of them on cruise ships? That's a beautiful thing. Uh, the couple has another 30 <laughs> cruises booked with the cruise line. So they book 30 cruises ahead. All right, now I'm starting to worry. These people might be out of their minds a little bit. I mean, there has to be. Has to be a, a few issues. They spent eight hundred and seventy, and you know what? I, no, that's it. Carnival. I want to see what Carnival does for them. They probably got a half off uh, on a shore excursion. You know what I mean? I'm sure they comp the fast. I hope. I would hope they get the faster to the fun. <laughs> they should be able to walk around and literally just. I mean, just go behind the buffet line, take what they want. They should. If if they, I don't know what Carnival does for them. But I'm pretty much guaranteeing it's not enough. They should be able to have the absolute run of Carnival. They should have a butler walking around. They should be able to throw their stuff on the floor, have somebody picking up after them, and they should be able to wear just pretty much Carnival crowns the entire ship. Man, they have to, have to do something for them. All right, here we go. So to commemorate their 200 cruise milestone, the Carnival Liberty team rolled out the red carpet going all out to make the Caffery's cruise extra special and memorable. Yeah, no details there. They probably, you know what? Guys, burgers 24-7 for you guys. <laughs> Come on, Carnival. Take care of them. You got to see. I mean, you should You should just give them. I mean, if Carnival doesn't do world cruises, right? You got to do something extra special, special for them. I don't know. One thing a lot of industry people seem to be talking about lately is what Norwegian did to the Jade. I saw some pictures. I got to say, she looks absolutely amazing. I was going to say dope. I took dope out for a test drive a few weeks ago. I was trying to, you know, hear people, even, you know, people saying dope as things, describing, dope. yo, that's dope. Yo, she's dope. Didn't really take. You know what I mean? I think I'm just too old. I'm going, <laughs> I'm just going to stick back to my generation X words like, you know, awesome, sick, you know. I want to be able to use words like dope. You know what I mean? Just can't do it. You're gonna do it. Doesn't doesn't come out right. I think I tried. Like I said, I tried it a couple of times. I felt I felt the 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 guy that felt like the old guy tension in the room trying to the old guy trying to say dope tension in the room a little bit. 
and that's it. I just I'm, I'm giving up. I'm jumping off the dope bandwagon. So I'm gonna go with awesome, sick, ridiculous, st- even stupid. Anyway, they took about three weeks and put together a really nice turnaround of improvements. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and looking at. It really looked like in a lot of ways like a, like almost like a new ship. They added the standard 24-hour oceans and they also added a pit stop. A uh, poolside, which is a 1950s-style burger joint with thematic license plates for decor. I mean, not a very uh, original way to rip off Guy's Burger, but probably will be very effective. You know, we've said it on this podcast many times before. These cruise lines just rip each other off to the point where they don't even try to hide it anymore. I mean, if you have a burger bar on the pool deck off to the side with kind of like authentic kind of handmade looking burgers and you got a bunch of car stuff and license plate on the wall there's no secret as to who you're trying to kind of go after and what you're trying to mimic i mean is half the time you they these cruise lines rip each other off so much you can you you tend to forget who came up with this stuff first this speaks to uh, what norwegian is calling its edge program which is designed to revamp and streamline ship ships fleet-wide no matter how old they might be. There's another one. I don't know if I've heard that one before. Have you guys? Oh, yeah, I think I have maybe. Maybe 2.0 times before. <laughs> bad little joke, bad little pun, but still very accurate. So I guess Norwegian is doing the whole 2.0 thing, and they are calling it Edge Program. And they're gonna, just going to you know, revamp everything and make it look nice and do some things across the fleet where a lot of the ships will mirror each other. Uh, Moderna was relocated, probably right next to Cagney's. Uh, they said that it was put in an area that has a way, way better view of the sea. They seem to be putting those two venues together a lot, if you noticed. I mean, li- literally right next to each other kind of all the time now. They're probably, you know, idea of, is sort of to create some sort of a meat row. Did you know, did you guys know Moderna had even had a salad bar? Who knew? They also did a good job sprucing up La Cucina, Teppanyaki, uh, Jasmine, and Garden Cafe. They also made improvements to the pool deck. They spruced up sugar canes a little bit. That's their mojito bar. And the Spinnaker Spinnaker Lounge. That is definitely my favorite place on most Norwegian ships. They also added a bliss. I didn't even know that they didn't have a bliss on that ship. I thought most of the older ships had a bliss. Either way, that is definitely the creepiest venue at sea. If you guys have ever been to Bliss, uh, you may or may not agree with me. But there's always a lot of pockets there. So you deal with the weird people laying around on the beds and the devil statues only because there does happen to be a good amount of pockets that do go there. It's the only real place you can go to. Uh, late late night every single cabin this is amazing every single cabin got new furniture and you know new tvs and stuff like that and that's i gotta say man that is a lot of work for three weeks all right a recurring and somewhat polarizing topic on the show that i've brought up before is the carnival fantasy class of ships you guys know there's one of the elation the uh, sanitation, the uh, fantasy, the ecstasy, the whatever. I can't – I'm not going to name them all because I can't name them all. I probably – maybe could if I actually sat and tried to. But the Carnival Fantasy class of ships, as you guys have heard from me, I just feel as though you should probably get rid of them for lack of better terms. And I've said it before. These things were started they, – they started building these things in 1990 and I realized they are popular. Now – they're going to be popular, but let's just get into it. So Carnival President and CEO Christine Duffy, she was asked by Travel Agent Central if they plan to replace 
many of the older fantasy class ships uh see this is what i'm talking about they were actually asked about this that just tells you right there that i'm not the only one who's wondering this i'm going to give a shout out to uh doug parker on this uh cruiseradio.net again i've said it before the foremost authority on cruising and his show his podcast his website to me is the crown jewel of cruising information it's kind of where I started really kind of deep diving into this stuff, and again, I was on Facebook, and one of the, you know, when he posts something also, Cruise Radio News, I think it is, is his Facebook group if you want to join that, but I am a uh, member of that group, so I get updates and stuff like that, and one of them was an article that came out regarding the fantasy class of ships. I don't know, people get mad at me for saying this, people hate me for saying this, but I'm just saying, your Carnival Cruise Lines, you're the biggest cruise line in the world, and you have these ships that are, I don't know, what are they, four or five, five ships or so, they're in the area, almost 20% of your fleet are these outdated, old, weird-looking, uh, just relics of ships that are at sea, and Carnival has some beautiful ships, and Carnival does a great job with what they do on board and everything. I just personally don't think these ships should be in play anymore. But anyway, so what they're saying is, and what she said was that, oh, you know what? These are, are some of our most popular ships. And of course, they're some of your most popular ships. If you want to cruise out of Los Angeles on Carnival or the West Coast, you're going to have to get on one of these piles of crap. If you're going to cruise out of you know, South Carolina or some of these remote locations. Yes, they do have them in Florida, but in Florida they're used for really short and quick uh, quick little getaways. Here's my problem. Here's the issue. Carnival gets a bad rap, and I think it's undeserved. And I think this is why they get that rap because what happens is I heard something, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it on uh, Another shout-out to Matt Hodgeberg. I think it's Matt Hodgeberg on uh, RoyalCaribbeanBlogPodcast.com. When I was going back and trying to research some Royal Caribbean stuff, I was doing some back episodes with him. And I noticed one woman came on, and she reviewed Royal Caribbean versus Carnival. Now, this is the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. What the hell do you think is going to go over? Do you think Matt... And I don't know what his deal is. I'm very, very curious to know what his deal is with Royal Caribbean. I'm sure he does not wax poetically about Royal Caribbean once a week for absolutely free. Maybe he does. Maybe he's just a super fan. I got to believe that there's something on the back end for that. And having said that, again, apologies. It's my opinion. I don't know that. I don't know that he does. I'm not accusing. I'm not saying I have information that he does. But I would just say if you have a Royal Caribbean blog podcast and you're that loyal to the brand – I mean, if they don't give him some sort of kickback, screw them. They, 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 they shame on them if they don't. So, having said that, he's got a woman on the show, and she's here to compare Carnival versus Royal Caribbean on the Royal Caribbean blog podcast. Who do you think is going to win out in that one? So, the game is rigged to begin with, in my opinion. But the woman who was on, she was clearly not a frequent cruiser. She was a self-proclaimed broke 20-something with a husband, but they just basically had very, very little money. And uh, they – and I said this on uh, you know the big three breakdown or which, which who should I cruise. She put one of the fantasy class ships up against Liberty of the Seas or one of the freedom class ships. And that's just not a fair fight. So I'm saying that about Carnival too. Like you're Carnival. You're, 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 
you're the biggest name in the game. And what you're doing is you're putting people in a position with these really, really cheap cruises to be able to go on. They come off the ship, and then somebody invites them. So the girls, let's just say she's 21 years old. Some boyfriend right out of college invites her on a, a cruise. Or they go on a cruise, and they're doing a group cruise, 15-person drunk fest on the carnival you know, ecstasy. And they have a great time, but they look at the ship. And then two years later, she gets a boyfriend, settles down a little bit, and somebody, you know, he invites her on the Carnival Liberty. And they go on the Carnival Liberty. Both of them have a little bit more money now. And they come off that ship and, wow, Royal Caribbean is way better than Carnival. That's what you're setting yourself up for, Carnival. You're setting yourself up for to having, you know, anywhere from I don't know, I don't know the percentage, fifteen to twenty percent of your fleet are these fantasy class ships, and what you're doing is exposing your brand to that type of a product. And what's going to happen? You're going to have people running around saying, "Carnival's crap. If Carnival sucks. Go on Royal Caribbean because you know they got hot tubs off the side of the ship, or I could do bumper cars on there, or the." Just put yourself in the game. Granted, yes, made some strides with the Vista and the Vista's sister. Great job. That's good. But I don't know. To me, you know, it's not like Norwegian has the – and look what Norwegian does. What is it? The um, the sky, right? The sky, if you're sailing on the sky, you're drinking for free. That's it. End of story, period. So they know. They got to kind of manage what they have in front of them. And if they don't have the leverage to be able to say, you know what, they make up for it by saying, okay, well, you know what? Something about the ship makes the ship look and feel a lot better if uh, everything you drink is absolutely free. I'm just saying, fantasy class, it's time to be done. It's time to be over with. And I think Carnival, you're better than that. I got faith in you that you are stronger. And yes, I get it. You're probably not going to listen to me. You're going to keep running these junk boxes out there. Hey, if people are paying for it. I guess so. It's just my thought process. I, I think I think you're better than that. That's all I'm saying. All right. So a topic of the show today. We wanted to go off the cuff a little bit. We got some notes written down, but what I really wanted to talk to you about and come from the heart with was. A type of cruise that I think is, you know, I'm going to call it a little bit of the uncruise. It's almost like the type of cruise when you get off of it, you kind of need a cruise. And I know we say that a lot about vacations. It's like ugh, some of the, depending upon the type of vacation, sometimes it's like, geez, that was one hell of a ride. You know what? I could use a vacation. And what I'm referring to is the theme cruise. That's right. Theme cruises can come in any shape or size, can come on any cruise line, can have any type of topic. Oftentimes, they are more of a party. Now, we'll get into all the, or at least many types of the theme cruises that are out there. But a lot of times, like I said, 75% of the time, it's a little bit more of a rambunctious, wild type of uh, party. So that, like I said, you're you're not... What you want to do is if you go on a theme cruise, there's just a little – you could actually forget you're on a cruise sometimes when you're on a theme cruise. So it's important to really enjoy it, take in the moment, understand it for what it is. I said it 17,000 times before also. You can never predict the direction of a cruise, which which direction a cruise is going to go anyway. So as far as a theme cruise, you're not going to have a lot of that. Yeah, there's people laying out. There's people – getting some sun there's this and that but you're not going to have you know the loaded sun deck the peace and the tranquility you're going to be on the go and you had better be at least accepting you should be a borderline super fan but at least very much accepting of the genre of whatever the theme cruise is uh you can 
couple of things that you know are advantages theme cruises are that the connections that you make i'm telling you right now the bonds that you make on theme cruises they're like people that you spend three or four days with but you'll be having an ongoing social media relationship with them you'll have a text relationship with them and sometimes reunions and stuff uh for forever sometimes I mean, this Florida Georgia Line cruise is the perfect example. There is just slews of people from all over the country that would never have otherwise met each other that just stay in constant contact. They go to Puerto Rico together. They go to Vegas together. They go to Fort Lauderdale together. They go to different festivals that are land-based together. And it's just, I mean, if somebody's in town, I mean, you're so... Thousands and thousands of people, and I'm just talking about one theme cruise. That's the Florida Georgia Line cruise. It's a very popular one, but not the most popular one. So I'm just thinking of all these relationships that are created on this particular cruise. Imagine if you took all the other theme cruises and, and, and added them together and realized the bonds that were created and just the connections that were made, probably in some cases the families that were created based on these theme cruises. Uh, a couple of other things about a theme cruise is that you can get away with usually, you know, usually get taxed a little bit because it's a theme cruise and the charter company, whoever's chartering the trip wants to make their share of the money. But you can more than make up for that with the fact that you can stuff the cabins. And think about it. On a theme cruise, I'm just as much, I'm a snob when it comes to a lot of things. I'm a snob when it comes to seats at concerts. I'm a snob when it comes to where I'm going to be on a cruise ship or what type of itinerary I'm going to have. I only tell you that to tell you this. It doesn't matter so much if you stuff the rooms. The room is a bed. You're in your room to sleep and that's it. There's just too much to see, too much to do. And in that regard, don't hesitate to put four people in a room. You get two bunk beds and two regular beds. You know, if you're dealing with friends, you could do if you're having couples, you could put the beds together. Yeah, I guess there'd be one bunk bed, one set of bunk beds and one actual bed. So that, I guess, if there's two couples, it could get a little weird. Who knows? But... I'm just saying if, you go, if you're with a group and you're going with a big group, you can pull off the four-person in the room thing. Like the Florida Georgia Line Cruise, I think we got on the thing for what? I think it was all in with taxes and everything, like six or 700 bucks. And I'm telling you right now, that was, again, I, I would say that's the best cruise I've ever been on. But I don't, like I said, I don't put it in the typical cruise category. So I don't necessarily say that. So stuff in the rooms and saving some money is definitely another advantage. And they are shorter. You don't necessarily have to call in a week off of work. You know, you can do a long weekend with a lot of these. And, you know, it's a good thing that they're shorter. They say, <laughs> well, Jason Aldean has a song. Yeah, man, I made a big mistake. What'd you do? Ah, I, sp- I spent three nights in a two-night town. Same thing with Vegas. They tell you, who does a week long in Vegas? Not too many people. Five days is a lot in Vegas. An extended weekend is perfect for Vegas. You, you, I mean, it's just too much. It's 100 miles an hour. And again, some of them more than others, on these particular theme cruises, you can really wear yourself out. So let's just get into a little bit. Some of the ups and downs, ins and outs, and some of uh, specific specific specificities of uh, cruising on a theme cruise. One of the first theme cruises that was on my radar 
personally was that 311 cruise. You just you just hear about it. I never went on 311 a cruise. I never went on a 311 cruise. I don't even like 311. I don't dislike 311, but I would never be yeah, man, I could go for the, go for some 311 right now. I'm sure a lot of you 311 fans are pissed off at me right now. Just sorry. So whatever. I'm a 90s hip hop guy. I'm a Billy Joel guy. I'm a Ramones guy with the punk rock a little bit, a little touch of that. And uh now I'm a country guy. You guys all know that. But it's uh 311 was okay. I didn't wasn't really into that like alternative type stuff even though 311 is not hardcore like grunge alternative. It's a little bit more like uh happy 311 who else? Everclear that type of genre. I think are they in the same kind of vein? I don't even know. Can I even name a 311 song? I know I, I know I've heard a 311 song if you play one for me. Oh, that's 311. Yeah, I could do that. But I don't I can't name you a 311 song. However, and I had never even been on a cruise. I'd never even been on a freaking cruise at this point. And you put those two things together, I wanted to go. I wanted to go. Wait, hold on. You get on a ship and you go out to the sea, the Caribbean, in the sun, and there's a really good popular live band playing with a bunch of young, hardcore, you know, people that want to enjoy themselves. Yeah, sign me up. I'll, I'll come back from that ship like in 311. You can guarantee that. Um, so getting back to the one theme cruise that I've been on so far, and it is that Florida Georgia Line cruise, and it's just amazing. It was just, uh, again, the whole process is the minute you book. The minute you book, okay, you go on Facebook, you find the, the group of your theme cruise, and then you find some YouTube videos, and they separate them into veterans versus rookies, and uh, I was on with a – we were all rookies actually. They had all made friends at a, at a festival. I made friends with one of them. And then through that one that I made friends with, within you know one night we were booked. I told you about this. I, I was told about this girl uh, that was at the bar. Tommy, you got to meet this girl. And she's a really pretty girl, but she's like, you know, mother effing Eric Church up and down. And with me, you just don't. By the way, guys, do yourself a favor. Whatever you think you like, whatever type of music you think you like, Go get some Eric Church. He's the baddest man in the game, and I don't see a close second. You know, he Eric Church. That's it. Go listen to some Eric Church. Get a feel for his catalog. My friend Hal, I was on a long bus ride to, and this is a little over the top, but I was going to Pittsburgh, and he goes, you got a long bus ride? It's like 7 a.m., and he was always forever trying to get me into country music. Took a while. Eventually happened, but he told me, you download and listen to the album Caught in the Act Live by Eric Church, and you'll feel every emotion a man can feel. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's one hell of a testament to an album. I'm going to listen to this album. And uh, I was kind of floored by the album. This guy just, he he sings with this emotion, and he writes these songs, and it's just, there's not, there's not, it's very genuine. There's nothing really commercial about what this guy does he does what he wants and he's i guess there's almost like for a while there was like a big three in country and probably now it's a little bit more like a little wacky that the scope is a little more unclear but in the what would i say 2010 to 2000 you know 14 it was church luke bryan and jason aldean those are the main guys and they actually did a song together uh only way i know but just do yourself a favor and check out the Eric Church catalog. Where the hell am I going with this? Okay, so yes, that's right. She was saying that she hates Eric Church up and down. And to me, that's just, I don't get it. But either way, we just got so close so fast. It was like, you start, I just started looking at her. It was like a, you know, like a sister. But we would bicker about 
Eric Church a lot. So then she had two other girls that she had met, literally didn't really know either, but she met at the uh, Country Music Festival. All of a sudden, we got our foursome. The, cru- the pre-cruise process, you start, you sign up and you're on the Facebook group and all the veterans are just pumping everybody up about saying you have no idea what you're in for. This is going to be out of control. And damn, were they right. I cannot even explain once I was on that ship and the thunderous stampede from the muster drill to the main pool deck to when Florida Georgia Line was about to start and kick off the cruise – there was no there was no words. I was in, it was over, and I was hook, line, and sinker. So there was a huge lineup. It was nice. It was it was it was all, it was out of control. You had Dustin Lynch, you had Frankie Ballard, you had a bunch of other guys too. And not that you even care about this, but what I am saying is that one night there's just something about being at sea with like minded people with like minded interests in the midst of just taking in everything that you love about cruising and about you know this particular band and i just remember at one point the height of it was you know we're all just kind of like doing our thing half the time and i'm in a hot tub and dustin lynch tickets you know not that he's an a-lister a-lister but you know you are a good 60 feet from dustin lynch he's on the stage he pulls up a stool does an acoustic rendition of Red Rag Top by Tim McGraw, just him and a guitar, and you're just in a hot tub, which is totally emotionally taking over like-minded people, passing around strangers, passing around a bottle of Fireball about 20 miles off the coast of Mexico underneath the stars. I'm going to tell you, man, that's, it's, it's not, that's, you get, you dare I say, like you get into that spiritual mode, and it is just phenomenal. And who puts that on? I want to talk about the kings of the theme cruise, and that is Sixth Man. You got to check them out on sixthman.net. What an amazing company. You know, they're very cool. They're hip, however you want to call it. Again, make fun of the word hip. Maybe they're dope. I don't know. Uh, I don't know their financials. I don't know how much money they make, but I'm in love with not only their product, but I'm in love with their business model. They don't even call them theme cruises. They call them festivals at sea, and they have a tagline, and it's just simply they put it on everything, whether it's their uh, shirts, their jerseys, their you know their their banners on the. It's just simply live loud, live loud. That's it. Uh, they give their they give their employees kitschy titles. So if you guys look about, all right, so meet the team. You'll see, uh, you know, Rebecca Stevenson. She's a ninja. Uh, uh, Allison, whatever. She's a warrior and then they will have regular ones too this is ceo this is the talent finder this is the head of the crew but then they'll have ninjas they'll have assistant ninjas they'll have uh senior warriors it's kind of funny uh you get the idea they started in 2001 they've done over 100 of these festivals at sea they usually sail on norwegian typically the pearl uh there's other ones too but they host events like kiss at sea pitbull zach brown train uh, they even do some comedy stuff as well. Uh, for instance, the Practical Jokers. You guys probably heard of them. I don't know. Do you guys watch that show, Practical Joke- Jokers? I'm so torn on that. It's these guys from New York. I mean, it would be on my dream job too as well because pretty much I grew up doing the same thing with my friends, just causing havoc on the street to anybody and everybody who kind of crossed our path. But um, in a fun way, not not in a harmful way. But they do it. It's funny. It's hysterical. But sometimes I can't watch it. You know what I'm saying? For two reasons. A I just cringe too much because it's just cringeworthy, just the awkwardness of it. And second of all, 
I think a lot of it's fixed. Again, I don't know that it's fixed. I have no proof that it's fixed. But just some of the stuff that the people let them get away with, you got to kind of feel like producers maybe stepped in and be like, hey, do you want to be on TV? Let's just let this happen. Did you guys know that – I'm all over the place. But did you guys know those hip uh, hypnotists on the cruise – on the on – the, uh, they're fake. You're not getting hypnotized. Does anybody think that that – I mean I did not think for a second that that was real. Is that's real? That's out of control. But in my back of my mind, I'm like, mm, maybe, who knows? I mean, how, who, how are they fooling this many people? You know, how are they doing this? Across, this is like fraud, entertainment fraud almost if, if they're not. And then finally we, uh, on day, it was that Norwegian cruise, that long one. And on the last day, I, we met some people that actually did it. Yeah, we were up there. Oh, you were up, you were up, uh, you were up on stage. And then we recognized them and they were like, we're like, you didn't get hypnotized, did you really? And like, no, no, we fake it. So I wonder how they get you to fake it. I don't know. It's some sort of like a thing where you know you're – it's easy to get swept away when the lights are on you and they're kind of coaching you and this and that. I kind of feel like that's a little bit of what happens on uh, Impractical Jokers. So who knows though. But what are they else did? So they do have uh, a lot of DJ-driven cruises too on theme cruises. They have a reggae cruise. Uh, the p- most popular one I think from what I hear is the Kid Rock chilling the most cruise. It's pretty much sold out before it even goes on sale. It's in such demand that you can't get on it. You have to, you know, let's just say a spot does open up. Uh, you have to know a veteran or something. So, like, somebody who's been on that cruise before has to vouch for you and say that you're with them. So, that's the Kid Rock cruise. And that I always I would love to get on that thing because, you know, and then again, I'm not even the I like Kid Rock. I like Kid Rock a hell of a lot better than I like 311. But I would love to get on the Kid Rock cruise. I don't. You know, run out and get the new Kid Rock album every time it comes out. But he's one guy I kind of would like to see live at some point. I think I will too, right? I think Daytona, uh, the the um, Country 500. I think he's one of the headliners of Country 500. I definitely want to check that out. I've never seen him. Another group I want to see live that I haven't seen is Aerosmith. Just in case you guys were curious about that, which you probably weren't. Um, all right. Uh, Six Man, one of the fastest growing companies in the country. They sail all over the Caribbean. Uh, I think you should check out the website, definitely. Uh, Sixthman.net. If there's a theme that even comes close to something that you might be interested in, I recommend you book it. And again, I haven't been on any other theme cruises, but I know they're out there. There's also glorified group cruises. But what I'm telling you is Sixth Man does it right. They have a model. They have people almost like acting cruise directors that they, they charter the ship. So everybody on the ship is pretty much for the same, you know, you could have like a partial charter as well, I, I learned. But, you know, pretty much the Sixth Man cruises are full charters and they have people who act as cruise directors they have people who act as entertainment directors you get some sort of like a you got we got a lanyard and a florida georgia line this is how we cruise beach towel and that was cool to take away and there's tons of memorabilia you do get to meet the you know the stars you do get to rub elbows with people you do get to get autographs all that stuff does happen and most of it is included in the price of the cruise I wanted to give some dates out for upcoming six-man cruises. I didn't plan on this, and this was kind of like while I'm doing research for this particular episode, I'm looking up these cruises, and I found out that Norwegian doesn't like to plan things either. We just talked about the most popular sold-out six-man cruise being the Kid Rock Cruise, and apparently 
today, literally April 4th today, we talked about the Norwegian Jade getting that upgrade and putting all those new bells and whistles, cleaning it up, getting the staterooms ready, changing the furniture, and they open right back up into a Kid Rock-themed cruise. You got, I mean, the Norwegian, you guys are smart. I just recently bought some stock in your company. Why are you? Why would you do this? There's not a person on that Kid Rock cruise who's saying, "Oh, great! There's an Oceans now," or "Oh, great! This is clearly an upgrade in furniture." Why would you expose your brand new dry docked, refurbished ship to the two, three thousand most out of control animals at sea, right out of dry dock? You got to explain that to me. That is hysterical. It leaves Tampa literally today. It left Tampa right now as, as I'm doing this podcast. It's on its way uh, to Key West and Great Stirrup K. So uh, they expect another dry dock after this after this sailing. It's going to be out of control. I always said I wonder how the um, – how the crews act on that. You know, you're a crew member and you're doing a regular Norwegian cruise and you go, oh, I'm going to the Pearl. Okay, no big deal. Just go over the Pearl. You don't realize that you're hitting the theme cruise thing up and you're just getting a bunch of absolute nut jobs at sea. And that's a whole completely different type of a contract that you're working now when you're on the Norwegian Pearl. All right. So, also oh, you guys know this is cool. You guys know the Warped Tour, right? That's you know I don't know was it ten, fifteen years ago, maybe twenty years ago. They're partnering up with Sixth Man for the Warped Rewind Tour, and uh, it's going to be at sea. And they'll sell out of New Orleans and hit up just Cozumel. Artist books so far include Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, uh, The Starting Line, and many, many more. Uh, it's funny when they say many more. You never know what you're going to get. If they say many, many more, you know that probably uh, it's just music. <laughs> There's not a good chance beyond the many, many more, under the many, many more is going to be a lot of people you've heard of. Right, let's just leave it at that. Uh, then they'll turn around, and the minute they get back from that disaster, in a good way, of course, I mean, at sea, they will have the Impractical Jokers, which we talked about before. That's going to happen on November 1st. And on that one, they obviously will have the Impractical Jokers, who who actually are comedians, and uh, or at least one of them. I don't know. I'm not a freaking authority on the Impractical Jokers. I think at least one of them is a comedian. And if they weren't, they are now because they're making some side money off of that stuff. But there's going to be a bunch of other comedians on that sailing as well. And they are going to Costa Maya. Uh, so apparently the Kid Rock cruise ends the season. So that's happening right now. And that's going to end out the season. And... At the end of October, middle to end of October, is going to be when that uh, Warped Rewind Tour is going to happen. So I guess there's a season for this. They run them from October to around April. Um, well, like I said, all these are on the Pearl except for the Kid Rock, which is, <laughs> is going to put that on the refurbished Jade. Uh, if you want to see more, go to SixthMan.net and you can see the full schedule and lineups. Sixth Man in no way, shape, or form pays me to say that whatsoever. But, you know, I was trying to get somebody from Sixth Man, maybe a cruise director or somebody. Apparently the old uh, always be booked, the little podcast that could isn't quite big enough for that stuff to happen yet. But, hey. It will, and you guys will be able to say, we knew him back when. Trust me on that. <laughs> Does it sound confident? Did I sound confident when I said that? I'm kind of confident when I say that. I mean, I mean I mean it. I mean it, and I believe it, 
whether it happens or not, I guess we'll see. But it ain't going to be out of lack of confidence, and it ain't going to be out of lack of hard work. And seriously, I do hope you guys are all along for that ride. All right, let's get into something special now. This is special. Now, I told you Sixth Man to me has the best business model and is the utmost authority on a company-wide group cruise, or I'm sorry, theme cruise entity. If you're going to ask me the craziest, most out of control, pretty much best thing at sea, I got to tell you about the Groove Cruise. Do you guys know about this? Because this is, I mean, this is special. It started in 2004. It was a partial charter. It was a group of friends. There was about 125 of them. And what they did was just kind of get some DJs together. And they went out to sea and they worked something out with whatever cruise line. I still don't even know. But they worked worked it out with some cruise line that they would be able to do some deck parties or whatever. And look at all these years later. They do two of them a year. One out of Cali and one out of Miami. They're there truly are no words for what goes on in these things, and I don't know. It's it's nuts. A lot of you will probably look at this and be like, hell no. Uh, I can tell you this. When I was young and when I was you know in the mix from, let's just say, 19 to, I don't know, embarrassingly enough, I'll go as high as 28 or something like that, you could not get an establishment busy enough for me. You could not get a dance floor crowded enough for me. I, uh, I, ju- I just was in love with just going out with my friends looking for pockets and getting get, getting having just partying you know what i mean i never did drugs i was never a drug user i just really liked to go out have a good time and party i had i realize now that i'm way past that level and i'm not foolish enough to even try to attempt that i'm in the mix of that and it's kind of like you know I just look at it, it's like kind of embarrassing to even try, and I wouldn't try. But I did plan on going one of the on one of these groove cruises. I kind of wanted to go like maybe three years ago. I had it almost planned that I was going to go. And literally, I was going to go there with the idea that it was like a sporting event. Like I was going to watch the Yankees play. Uh, participation would be absolutely zero. It would be 100% just to have some drinks. I'd grab some popcorn and watch this thing transpire. I mean, can you imagine the stories, the memories? I mean, if they had this when I was coming up and I was still, I would have been on every single one and I would have freaking had a captain's hat. I would have freaking led the charge. But just to see, you know, there's something beautiful about it, man. When when people are just having having fun like that, you're talking about 20 DJs or so in the tropics, similar theme, Watch, watching these try, kids try to outdo each other. You know, somebody's going to be jumping off of something. Somebody's going to be. <laughs> doing something stupid i mean i don't have kids and uh it, it, it it's it's it would probably make me nervous if i did have kids to watch some of the stuff but again there's just something crazy about it some now did you guys ever see this movie called spring break with james franco it's it's similar in that regard uh you don't you don't condone the level that it's taken to uh, this movie was James Franco, Vanessa Hutchins, Selena Gomez. It's these girls who clearly these girls are not playing with a full deck because they hold up a diner to get some money to be able to go on spring break. They're not dealing with a ton of money, but they go down to Florida. They get away for a little while, and they have these spiritual epiphanies, and they meet this drug dealer who's James Franco's character, and he's literally a drug dealer and a rapper. They somehow just become infatuated with him. He ends up, I think, bailing him out of jail when they get caught with, like, weed or something. And they kind of join his gang. And they're just hanging out. They just establish this bond that they – and 
uh, they come, they start with like four of them. Two of them go back because they just come to their senses and realize this is out of control. But two of them basically are like end up being like his ride or dies, and they like go to war with him with stuff. So they go they there's this rival drug dealer that is trying to control territory, and I think it's kind of based in and around like the Gulf Coast, like Tampa or something, and. Uh, it really starts to hit the fan with this rival drug dealer. So these girls, having joined this gang with this guy, they decide that they're going to do a raid and they're going to try to take the town over once and for good. And this other drug dealer, this other gang is like, you know, if they were playing, if it was, the, they'd be the Yankees. They're the favorites. You know what I mean? They're like the Patriots. This other team is like the, uh, you know, the up and comer. But they don't care. They're going to come after it. So it's they're going to do the night of the raid. I mean, um, again, did I mention the movie is absolutely 100,000% over-the-top ridiculous? It is one of those movies where you watch and you leave on because you can't believe that someone would authorize this to be made. And it's just so ridiculous. So it's this hardcore drug dealer with two little college white girls in, like, pink bikinis or whatever. And they're on a boat. But before they take the boat ride, this is going to be like their last stand. They're going to take it over. The guy's at the piano, and he starts playing some Britney Spears, emotional Britney Spears song in the sunset. And this is like their war. This is like their nice little war number that they sing and play together before they get on this boat and go out to try to take over this this drug dealer's empire. So right off the boat, they get there. The main guy, the drug dealer, gets shot. And these two girls are fully armed. The two brand new, fresh out of college spring breakers take on this guy's entire army through the whole yard, shoot up the whole place, shoot up these seasoned gangsters, make it into the house, go up the stairs, find the main guy, and end him too. And the two girls just take all the money, and I guess maybe they got the territory now. It's so funny, but like in my business, and what I do and kind of like the people you come across, you meet girls that obviously, first of all, not this would never happen. But you just meet people that kind of think that you can see, you know what, that person reminds me of so-and-so. Just the mentality that they have. They think like they can – they think that they could do this stuff. And this movie was like – is like the anthem for so many up-and-coming young females that really <laughs> – think that they're like hooded out or whatever or you know what under the right circumstances you know uh that could be me or if it gets too bad or you know the shit hits the fan really and i i'm gonna go out and do that that's gonna be me i'm gonna do that i'm gonna run the streets and it's really really funny and sad at the same time i guess right but anyway it's just something spiritual about it and i don't condone taking it to i don't like i don't condone drug use and i don't condone you know putting yourself in harm's way or anything like that but what i will say is that there's a beauty in just your youth and you guys all remember when you were young and what you guys could do whether it's that that beautiful road trip or whether that amazing cruise whether it's that crazy night out and that yeah that bond with your friends it's something spiritual about that and that is not to be taken lightly and that I truly feel bad for anyone who doesn't get to experience that or who never did who lived that shelter life who never really kind of took it to the edge I believe that, you know, no matter what age you're at, you should have your times where you could really blow off steam. I was lucky enough or, or I don't know, you want to call it smart enough or, or just but wired the, the right way in that you just don't take it too far. You know, I was never going to go like 
you know, pick up a weapon. We got into a couple of fights where I was never going to pick up a weapon. I was never going to steal something from somebody. I was never going to really hurt anybody or like or, or 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 do any drugs or sell any drugs. But man, some of those nights I could think Panama City. I could think South Beach. I could think Montauk, the Hamptons. I could think, you know, uh, my friend got married in Virginia, and, and, and I could think sometimes, man, I would not trade those memories for anything in the world. And yeah, I would have loved to have gone on one, just one groove cruise to kind of just like see all that stuff go on and watch those people relive the time that they had, and watch those people enjoy the time that they had. Granted, you want to see it happen in moderation. You want to see everybody stay safe. You want to see everybody travel in groups. You're with friends. Care about each other. Care about the people around you. And you know what? Other than that, have a freaking blast. Go nuts. Have a, have a good time. And do it now while it lasts because, again, and again, I, I sometimes get preachy too about the way I look at society. I think some in some ways it's kind of declining when you see people kind of take it to the level where it's, just, you know, it's more about like – you know, jumping off the Lido deck into a pool or, you know, doing a keg stand or, or like dropping like a, 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 a beer bong from the second deck onto the Lido deck. Now it gets a little more crazy. People do stupid stuff. Like, for instance, uh, when we got off the Florida Georgia Line cruise, there's a thing called the Mad Decent Block Party. And that's a land-based event, but they brought it to sea. And that is probably the most similar thing that Sixth Man does to the Groove Cruise because, uh, like I said, the Groove Cruise is not affiliated with the Six Man. And uh, unfortunately, we got the news that somebody had jumped off that ship and died. Nobody knows if it was just drugs, it was an accident, somebody threw somebody over, if it was a suicide. I never really got the answer for that, but that was uh, the very next sailing from when we got back. And that was just horrible, horrible news to hear. And all it's going to take is a couple of other situations like that. And they're going to start really regulating this stuff, and probably rightly so, as people prove more and more that they just can't handle having a freaking great time. And they do stuff that everybody tries to one-up each other and some, until somebody does something just shockingly dumb. And, you know, eventually, because of legal purposes, these cruise lines and the powers that be are going to have to regulate, put, string, put stringent, maybe even just stop doing certain types of uh, charters or, or theme cruises. But... Till then, like they say, like Six Men says, just live loud, enjoy yourself. Something we should touch on, uh, I wouldn't consider it a theme cruise, but it does have a little bit of a themality to it, and it is a uh, themality, themality. See, I, I just think because I get a podcast, I could just like make up words, and that's not true, but I seem to just do it anyway, and I do apologize for that. Something sort of that's thematic, that's the word, right? Thematic is uh, the Carnival Live series in... This is a cool idea. They don't really seem to go up too much. It just seems to be like regular cruise prices because we went on the Sam Hunt one, and that was pretty much one of the cheapest cruises I've been on. And the other thing about it is that you have a slew, and Sam Hunt is a country singer, very, very good, very talented guy, but he also happens to be pretty handsome, former uh, Division One college quarterback, and let's just say the ladies like him. And uh, he was... What it is is you go in and you have a regular cruise, standard cruise by all of the measures, and I would say maybe 75% of the people on the ship don't even know who Sam Hunt is, or maybe half, don't know who Sam Hunt is, and they're just on the ship because they like the itinerary, and then another half or whatever it is join the cruise because they're just obsessed with Sam Hunt, and they're going to be in that whatever. And it's for an hour, so he does an hour, hour and a half show. 
uh, and it's usually when you're in port. He never sails with you. He just boards the ship briefly, and he probably locks him in together with a couple of different ships. On so, so Sam Hunt, I think, had two. So he went to Cozumel, hung out for a couple of days, did the did the Carnival Live on the Splendor, then hung out for another day or two, and then did another performance on another Carnival ship, and that's a Carnival Live cruise. And yes, they do. Uh, play some country music in certain areas. They also kind of, you know, you just have a good time. And it's with a lot of people, you know, except for that one hour, you're not really feeling like it's a theme cruise whatsoever. But you are on a cruise with a bunch of like-minded people who are looking for the same thing. And I can tell you right now, I mean, if Sam Hunt was on that cruise, it's a good thing he wasn't. I promise you they were not going to have enough security to keep these girls. Every girl we met. Yeah, Sam Hunt is uh, – He's. You know, I'm having his baby, and he doesn't know it yet, but it's going to happen, and um, nothing's stopping me. And the cruise director, I don't know if she was teasing us or it was real, but she came into the piano bar the night before his performance, and we were just asking her you know, logistic questions and stuff. And she was like – yeah, you know, I'm really excited. I'm like, why? Because Sam Hunt is on the manifest for the way back. So she was under the impression he was staying on the ship. I heard through the grapevine that absolutely not. He did not stay on the ship whatsoever. I mean, maybe he did. But, you know, I think – no, he didn't ask. That's what it was. Like a bunch of girls were like disappointed or half crying because they were like, well, like what? It's like we thought Sam was staying on the ship and we saw him get off the ship and we sailed away. So I guess he was not on the ship. But that's a little bit – you can call that a theme cruise, but it's not really a theme cruise. They also do Tim McGraw. They also do uh, 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 Carrie Underwood. They also did Journey. Uh, some big names in the music business are on the Carnival Live series, and it's kind of like a win-win because – these guys don't have to, you know. I'm sure the if you're loaded, loaded, your idea of a vacation is not necessarily to spend, you know, seven days or six days with your biggest fans and just kind of like huddled into a corner, having to worry about security. Although on the Florida Georgia Line and a lot of these steam cruises, yeah, they're on it for the whole week. They just sit on the cruise. They're cruising with you, and they're walking around and they're walking around amongst you. But that's you know that's a business deal. That's a business decision, and I'm sure a lot of them do enjoy it. You know, especially the the you know maybe Florida Georgia Line walking around uh, BK and uh, whatever the other guy's name is. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Better I don't know. <laughs> they they walked around and um, you know they weren't really loving the intermingling and they weren't like totally accessible but there were parts to, during that cruise where you would see them you know guys like dustin lynch and uh you know some of the other lesser names were in the mix in the casino running around you know grabbing girls and dancing with them at the nightclub so you saw that all the time uh that's not going to happen with Tim McGraw. That's not going to happen with Sam Hunt and people like that. So it was a little different. Sam Hunt was actually on the Florida Georgia Line cruise as well, but he did the same exact thing. He performed on the Lido deck in Cozumel. On, on the Sam Hunt live cruise, he performed in the main theater. But on the Florida Georgia Line cruise, he was on the Lido deck, and he did a 45-minute hour show and then got off the ship. The guy's good, man. I can't, I can't knock it, you know? Not a, you know, he's not my favorite. He's no Eric Church. But the guy's solid, makes, puts out good music, and he writes a lot of songs. A lot of these country guys, they're so famous for being writers. We never heard of them, but the industry, they've, they've been heard of like throughout the industry for so, by so many people. And uh, you find out what songs they actually wrote that, have heard, that are already so famous at their concerts because you know usually they work something out where they can sing a song that they wrote. Like what did Sam Hunt write? He wrote uh, Come Over by Kenny Chesney, and he wrote Cop Car that was originally performed by uh, – 
Keith Urban, right? Um, again, very, very small demographic of you guys going to be interested in that. But all that stuff, maybe you check it out. Maybe I'm turning you on to some stuff. I'm telling you guys, Eric Church, check him out. I would love to start throwing out some songs, but there's very few that just aren't great. So just the whole body of work. You tell me. Listen to Eric Church. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and you tell me which Eric Church songs you like. Alright, so some other, uh, another theme cruise. Some other theme cruise. Let's just run down the list a little bit because we're, you know, we're running kind of long here. There's a Star Wars Day at Sea with Disney. This is one of the most popular theme cruises as well. Uh, I would say slightly different <laughs> than the Groove Cruise, but still very, very popular. They stopped it for a while, but then they brought it back. Uh, other popular cruises are Rock Legends, uh, I mean, just to let you know, they have everything. You have Outlaw Country. You have, let me ask you guys this. Tommy had always, well, you don't have to tell me because I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm going to tell you the answer anyway. Walker Stalker's theme cruise. What would you think that would be? Walker Stalker's theme cruise. Now, I know probably based on a mini poll that I did with the people around me that I'm in the minority. However, I thought this <laughs> this was, for some reason, super fans of Walker Texas Ranger. Now, I was told within breaths of laughter by everybody that, no, that has to be a Walking Dead cruise. And, yes, everybody else was right. It was a Walking Dead cruise. I thought it was Walker, Texas Ranger. There's also a Playbill, Broadway, Burgundy, and Brie at Sea. Not sure. You guess. You think you're going to catch me on that one? Probably not. Not totally unrelated to the Broadway, Burgundy, and Brie at Sea is the... uh, alternative lifestyle cruise they have those they have those all over the place you can find you just gotta i, I would l- list them all guys but there's just so many you know what i mean just do some of these searches and just search theme cruises in general there's actually if you search list of theme cruises there's actually a site and i'm sorry right now i should be given the credit but uh you can look up any theme cruise you want and there's sites that just dedicated to telling you when theme cruises are coming there's also a uh, on the less party end of it. There's also if you're not looking to go out and get crazy drunk and you're looking to kind of you know get a little bit of an educational or otherwise you know informational experience out of this, they have an ex- astronomy cruise uh, like the one that's on uh, for Space Week on the Queen Mary two. They actually have two uh, Martin Luther King cruises, one for his birthday, one for the anniversary of his death, which is really. I think that's a that's a cool cruise. Alaska Wine Cruise they have. That's not necessarily as much for me either. Star Trek Cruise. They have a, get this one, oof, oof. They have a Celebrate Oprah Cruise. Um, yeah, I'll just leave that there. They have a World War II History Cruise. They even have an America's Test Kitchen Cruise. You can go on and on with these things, guys. There's theme cruises for everything. You guys just are encouraged by me to check them out. And please, again, write me at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and let me know any theme cruises that either are interesting and I didn't mention or theme cruises that you're thinking of going on or uh, just any questions about any theme cruises whatsoever. And, again, I likely won't have the answer but will be glad to ask around and get you that answer 100%. Another set of I guess you can call it theme cruises that I wanted to cover is singlescruises.com. So, singles cruises. You guys have all heard of singles cruises. You guys have probably heard people talk about them. Uh, I have, certainly. Way long before I started cruising, I, I heard of singles cruises. Uh, people, But it's not really what I thought it was either. Uh, same thing as the, uh, you know, Walker, Walker Texas Ranger Cruise. Uh, I thought it was just basically a giant cruise ship. 
and you can only get on that cruise ship if you're single. And that's what this cruise was designated for. It's not true. Singlescruises.com is probably the main organizer of singles cruises. There's probably others out there. Uh, And a lot of them are attached to a theme as well. So it's like single tennis lovers or single, you know, horror movie lovers or whatever. I'm making stuff up now. But singlescruises.com is uh, not – I wouldn't even say a partial charter. It's probably pretty much a glorified group cruise with a bunch of people who sign up. And this stuff is expensive. Like uh, I think – if you try to get on a singles cruise, you're paying a little bit more. But they do a really, really good job. Obviously, they take care of your food, your lodging through the cruise line and everything like that. There's uh, hosts that come on that work for singlescruises.com. They handle all the fun events. They handle all the parties you'll be going and going to. They'll give you a complete itinerary of singles activities. You'll have cocktail parties. There'll be single and mingle dining. There'll be theme nights, uh, dance lessons, speed meeting, uh, get together, do a bunch of karaoke songs together, all that stuff. They also have a complimentary roommate matching thing if you guys are interested in that. Uh, If you don't want to come alone, you can get matched up with a buddy, and that would just be a way to, for you to kind of save money. Not unlike the thing I told you about the theme cruises as well before, but you know, in that regard, you you would ideally find the group is what I was talking about before. You would find your friends, and you guys, no matter who, no matter what, no matter where, if you kind of had some sort of affiliation with that person, you guys would book together. In this situation, they'll book you with somebody if you don't want to pay the full double occupancy rate. And uh, they'll also afford you the opportunity to connect with these singles before you cruise. Uh, and you can kind of go through an online message board area and private social media groups and stuff like that where you can kind of lay groundwork for your pockets, as we say. Groundwork. Groundwork is always important. I'm surprised there's not a lot of that for uh, – that's an idea. If you guys want to steal that one. First and foremost, speaking of ideas, I did put out a group, and it's not getting a ton of traffic right now. Uh, In the same vein of this, I always kind of thought, you know, when I look through cruises and I see a world cruise or, you know, this cruise or that cruise or a long extended cruise or a cruise that's short notice coming right up, I – you can't always get people to go with you on these cruises, and I don't necessarily – need a whole bunch of people i don't know i've never cruised alone and i'm kind of like eh about that but when it comes to a world cruise and i was looking to kind of i'd be looking to kind of get off the radar for a little while i don't think i'd be a completely against doing just an extended see the world world cruise alone i don't think i do like an eight night caribbean you know western caribbean alone i probably want to you know spend those eight days with people i love or care about or, or love to party with or whatever but if i was just going to do like a you know like a journey like a, like a, just a getaway like a soul search you know what i mean maybe write a freaking book or something i wouldn't mind doing like a world and especially if you're going to see the whole mediterranean you're going to see southeast asia you're going to see australia new zealand if you're going to see all these places i wouldn't necessarily be so opposed to going by myself and kind of just taking it all in by myself and really kind of doing like a i don't know emotional cleanse and just reboot and come back fresh you know maybe you're between jobs maybe whatever who knows i could see that happening however when you look at them and they're attractive to you and you see this, it's like, okay, so you can go around the world for 30 days and only have to spend like eight grand, not around the world maybe, but a 30, 40 day cruise and the price is between eight and 11 grand, you know, you really have to end up spending over 20 grand. 
maybe you can swing eight grand plus port fees and taxes. You know what I'm saying? But you can't double that. So people who also out there who want to go on their own kind of adventures or journeys and just really just want to get on the ship to just experience it and they have the time, they have the resources, and they can make it happen, I put together a group to hopefully put them together. Hopefully, uh, and it's, uh, what is it, Cruise uh, cruise Cabin Mate Finder. Okay, so that's the one. If you guys want to uh, join in, I got a, a few members, but if you want to join in and what I just said kind of speaks to you at some point or might speak to you one day, join Cruise Cabin Mate Finder. All right, that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for your patience. We were a couple of days late today. Really, really appreciate you listening, and I mean that. Got off track a little bit today. Hope it didn't, uh, you know, crush you too much. But, you know, we'll be back next week with more of the crew stuff. And I really think, well, actually, shoot. Oh, next week is going to be wacky too because we're doing Tortuga, I think, on Sunday. There's a 90% chance I'm going down to Tortuga to see Kenny Chesney for the freaking 12th time. I'll tell you, I say that like sarcastically, but uh, the truth is if you haven't seen Kenny, you got to see him. He, Kenny's behind Eric Church for me. But not by much. But when it comes to performing live, those two guys are neck and neck. So I'm looking forward to uh, Tortuga, and that's going to be on Sunday. I'll try to see if I could put it together for Saturday and maybe release it regular time. No guarantees on that. More likely Monday or Tuesday next week. But I really, really do appreciate you listening. If you don't mind, like usual, please find me on Instagram. That's always be booked or ABB Cruising. Facebook as well. You can see the uh, always be booked page on facebook and again youtube that is uh, always be booked as well i got some stuff i told you guys last week i got some stuff on uh, my regular because i can't switch it over once i post it and i don't have the uh i guess the home file it's on tomcast19 if you want to look at some other cruise videos that i have look on my personal it's tomcast19 there's a funny one of nick and us starting a cannibal competition there's uh, a few montages check the latest montage but the latest montage is on always be booked it's around about the oasis of the seas and please most importantly on itunes or stitcher uh subscribe share with a friend rate and review once again thank you so much ladies and gentlemen we will talk to you next time there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away I love your big problems, you could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from, it takes away. I love your big problems, you could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool 
put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes down With sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that are playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical